Hello and welcome to Master of Our Domain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone has never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says, and this week we are talking about it's season eight episode oh fuck 11 you know yeah season eight, episode 11 i had it up on google and then i realized that i'd replaced it by googling robbie williams being given the freedom of stoke on trent <laughs> which is obviously more important obviously. in many ways yeah that, that's real news you know like it's on robbie williams's website and everything but um seinfeld is is uh, the order of the day as per usual uh, and this episode is The Little Jerry, which, you know, I had high hopes that this was going to be about Jerry's penis, but sadly, no. Well, we've already discussed this. Uh, nothing nothing little about, about Jerry's penis. Yeah, I guess it's little relative to the overall size of Jerry Seinfeld. It would be odd if it dwarfed him. <laughs> yeah, it, it would. That would be, that would, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be very nice. That'd be kind of horrifying. Like it was like a sort of a, a, a patio umbrella coming out of the sort of the hefty iron base that is Jerry Seinfeld. Like, not not as heavy, but much larger. Not as dense. <laughs> if, by, if by some unusual genetic mutation, you mm. ended up with a person whose penis was, was like, was taller than them. Yeah. How are you arranging it? You're coiling it around the leg? Do you I have to hold get, it? Um, Do you have to get, get a special a wheel bag put for on it? your pelvis like a fire hose. Oh, okay. So you like so you loop it round, <laughs> and then what? Pin it? Do yeah, you yeah, hit? yeah. You get one of those hooks that people used to have on the side of the garden shed, you know, and you just coil it. And yeah, then hang it on there. gotcha. Okay, good, mm. good. Okay, um, it'd be some gnarly plastic surgery though. That what to get the to get the hook? Yeah, I reckon you could probably do that as a home job, or like, or well, maybe not a home job, but you could home body modification. Would you go to like a piercing studio? You could or go something? To, I, I reckon you could go to a piercing studio. You go to one of those places that does the underskin, like, doofers. Doofers? Yeah. You know, you can get, like, uh, what, are they, what are they called when you put something under your skin and it makes a pattern? Oh, I don't know. It's like an underskin piercing, but it's got a, it's got a specific name. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, once, I, once met, I once met someone who had, who had that done in a kind of in a kind of sort of arcane triangle and mm. I asked what it was and he said oh I'm a chaos magician and I didn't feel that I needed to ask any follow-up questions I like the idea that, that implies the existence of some kind of very orderly magician oh well there are orderly like magicians a German I mean in magician. The, I mean in the main they're very they're very efficient they've got their mm. they've got their bullet journals etc there's there is a that magician that magician TikTok. On the on the subject of the Germans, just just Nate, uh, just earlier, Nate was telling me a story about the uh, the most German thing he's ever heard, which was uh, a bunch of guys who were working on a space program that was based out of what is then Zaire and is now the DRC, um, because it was the only country that would let them base this like weird space experiment there was some kind of private enterprise, and the whole thing the whole thing went tits up, and so a bunch of these German scientists who were based there. Now let's not speculate about the provenance of the German scientists. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they um, they decided they were going on a kayaking trip down the Congo, and um, they hired these two former French Foreign Legion guys and a couple of local guys as like security slash guides, and all of them uniformly agreed on one thing, which is that you can't kayak down the Congo; it's full of crocodiles. <laughs> Um, 
at which point the four German guys insisted that they were going to kayak down the Congo and every single one of them was eaten by crocodiles. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> which is just, you know, like, the fact that it's every single one. It's like, Even if it was one of them had been eaten by crocodiles, yeah. it would be quite funny. That would be like, oh, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. But all of them is, yeah pretty good stuff so as far as like characterization of of, uh, of the german national character goes that's i think that that sounds to me more italian than anything else well i think an italian would not want to kayak down no no yeah the the initial the initial desire to kayak is probably is probably more german yeah. than it is italian however i feel like sort of taking a yeah well maybe you mm. maybe you would get eaten by a crocodile but you know i'm different that feels very yeah. italian to me yeah, I think that also feels quite British. Um, but I think there's something about the Germans are like feeling as though they have a, like they have a kind of like a capableness that will carry. Yeah, them or like, or even just scenario. like, well, I filled in the paperwork, and therefore, therefore, a crocodile can't can't touch me because I have all the yeah, relevant documentation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do it because that is illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's. That 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 mm. makes more sense to me than I don't know why you'd want to I don't know why you'd want to go yeah. anywhere where them or you might possibly get eaten by a crocodile like full stop. No, no. Like as yeah, like as far um, as I'm concerned, like crocodiles, they've got their business. I've got mine. The two will never the the two will never intersect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is it? We were on the last night of the fringe. We were sorry, the crocodiles made me think of Steve O, which in turn made me think of this. On the last night of the fringe, we were talking about this. I think it was an Australian racing car driver with Luca. I think it was the same one Luca told us about on the podcast, who was suspected as part of a conspiracy theory to be the serial killer. Um, no, but he was actually just a racing car driver. Luca definitely <laughs> told us about this. Is this guy called Peter Brook? Oh yeah, no, no, sorry, no, I do remember yeah. this now. Weirdly, yeah, I remember yeah. it now. You've told me his quite unassuming and forgettable name, but yeah, no, this now. Doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's weirdly no reason to think that he did commit any of these murders, but this is like a widely believed conspiracy theory. Anyway, um, I, I think it was about him, but it may have been about someone else. Luca was telling the story, and then he, and then he said died on the same day as Steve Irwin. But I thought he said, died in the same way as Steve Irwin. And I was like, what are the chances? And then everyone was like, well, I guess he had to die sometime. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, sorry, I thought you said. And then we were like picturing, like he insisted on having a stingray in the car. It's like a good luck charm. He wouldn't go anywhere without that stingray. Yeah, God. Would you like to know a fun fact before we uh, before we talk about the the, the substance of the episode? Uh, do you know why Venezuela is called Venezuela? Uh, no. So when um, that part of that part of Latin America was being um, yeah, should we say what euphemistically explored? Is that how we're mm. is that how we're yeah? Put, when, but when they were having a game, when they were having a little. Having a little look, having a little look, having a wee butchers, having a little, having a yeah. little recce. Um, mm. One of the, the one of the kind of the, the 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 first people to from Europe to pitch up in in that part of the world was uh, was an Italian explorer, and he asked the in, the indigenous people to kind of show to show him show him around, and they were um, obviously kind of. Can they show me where the crocodiles are? <laughs> 
<laughs> I will not be I will going there. I will fight the crocodiles. Um, except they are not the crocodiles. What is this word? We call them a crocodilo. Um, Do you have any beautiful women? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, we will take one of the crocodiles. Just find us the most beautiful mm. crocodile you have. Naya, tell me, you have a cocaine, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so, he got, so he was sort of getting shown around by these kind of nonplussed indigenous people. And one of the things that they did was they would make... <laughs> I like the idea of them being like, I don't know what his... I'll tell you what. He's got a weird little hat. He's wearing little kind of like knickers. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with this I'm, guy. I'm busy. I'm, yeah. I'm busy. I've, I've been got, hunting monkeys with a blowpipe here. Stu- and he's, he wants to look to about. Do. He wants to look about. You show him. No, you show him. Yeah. No, I went and got the biscuits. It's your turn to do something. It's your turn. <laughs> you show him. And one of the one of the features of uh, of the indigenous people of, of Venezuela, one of the features of their uh, mm. of their kind of village organisation, was they had these little huts in the water. And mm. so he got shown these huts in the water and went, "Yeah, got it, Venice." <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. How good is that? Amazing. So, um, and then the Spanish are like, "Yeah, we'll keep that." <laughs> yeah, we'll, have, we'll we'll have that. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's etymology corner. Uh, let's talk about the episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, what what an episode it is. I mean, we start out with Jerry and Elaine discussing the etiquette of how long you wait for someone to show up, which is very nineties pilled because now you would you would text or call them, yep, but this true. it harks back to an era. And that was not widely possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jerry's theory is that you wait less long for a person if you know them better. I which think, is interesting. Okay. So obviously obviously they're both they are both emotional psychopaths in different ways, of course. This is that goes that goes without saying. But I course, I yeah. sort of see what he means. Like for like a really, really close friend, you're like you're much more likely to assume that that it won't be like a kind of a terrific disaster in your relationship if you just like if you just like fuck off yeah. without them but yeah, 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 you, but you, but, I mean obviously obviously you send a message obviously you send a message mm. and if it was and if it was a, but I think you could update the conversation to now which is the mm. after sending the message if you get no reply how long are you obliged to like wait around for wait around for somebody mm. or perhaps in a more like how uh, yeah how socially acceptable is it to cancel at late notice? And I think the better you know someone, the more acceptable it is. Yeah, I mean, I really, really um, don't like people who cancel at late notice. But then again, I was like, well, there's another axis of overall how acceptable a reason is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, no, no. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, like of course. But like, the problem is, is you get a certain sort of person who knows that they that it's not really okay to cancel so they pretend mm. that there's a pretend that there's a good reason that that's that's definitely <laughs> like yeah i'm being shown around venezuela <laughs> that's definitely a category of person uh <laughs> my tour of venezuela is overrun well you know what you know what i hate on the and i was talking mm-hmm. about this i was talking about this just just today uh i hate the uh laying the groundwork cancellation Ooh. I don't like. Oh, I, yeah, well, they they start seeding the idea yeah, that it's going to be exactly, difficult for them to exactly. get there. So they start. So first, they're they message you in the morning saying like, "Oh, I woke up feeling a bit ill. Um, so can I like let you know in like a little bit? Mm. No, no, you can't. 
you have to choose. You have to choose whether or not you must whether or not you're cancelling. Now this is a Jerry and George cancellation conversation right here because George would be saying like I'm not cancelling yet. I'm laying the groundwork. <laughs> yeah. And then Jerry would be like, you can't lay groundwork. You've either got to cancel or not. Yeah. Yeah. There's no half cancel. Yeah, exactly. There is no half yeah. cancel. And but bitches bitches love the half cancel these days. And mm. I like I do think it is like it is like really, really noticeable how like yeah. um how like negotiable people think the events that they have like already agreed to mm. are. And like I'm not like I gotta tell yeah. you, I don't I don't I don't care for it myself. I was watching a I was watching a TV show the other day where uh, two people had a surprise wedding at one of their birthday things. Right. So they had like a birthday party, and a, then a surprise wedding. Yeah. Did, did the people involved know that it was a wedding? Well, it's a TV show. I don't know. Oh, oh, right. Sorry, I thought this was something that really happened. No, 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 right, no, no, okay. no, no. This was on a TV show. You just pointing to two of your single mates at your birthday party and then being wedding. like, "Surprise! Yeah. You're getting married." <laughs> Well, you know, I'm like, sick of both of you. Well, Milo, I've got this fucking traveling priest. I'm paying for him. He's not really doing anything. So I'm just gonna honestly, like, in order to kind of back, in order to kind of backform mm. some yeah. value for money here, I'm just gonna just get him to just marry people. He keeps saying he's a Franciscan friar, but I fail to accept that distinction. <laughs> Th- I don't care if you live in the woods, mate. Another thing I was looking up um, is whether or not Friar Tuck has a first name. Okay. Um, and he is doesn't it specifically, but there are mm. a number of different there are a number of different men who could right. be the like the kind of the basis for Friar Tuck. One of them is a bloke called Robert right, Stafford. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my so that's another little another little fact another little fact from me. And uh, one of them was Brian Blessed. One of them was Brian Blessed. Yeah. So you can't. So on this. So on this TV show, um, someone had some a surprise wedding. Yeah. Did, sorry, did, that's Brian Blessed. Did Brian Blessed ever play Friar Tuck? I I don't think that he did, but it just feels as though Friar Tuck draws heavily on the Blessed archetype. Well, maybe um, Blessed draws on the Tuck ar- archetype. Perhaps. Yeah. I think they should do a, a Robin Hood adaptation that has like like a hot Friar Tuck. Oh yeah. Like, like, a, like sort of Robin Hood flea bag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got Phoebe Wallerbridge as Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, okay. And yeah. Then Andrew Scott as Friar Tuck. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be hot. Mm. Mm. Um I've lost the train of Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even that interesting. What Phoebe I'll... Woodland Bridge. There you go. There we go. There we go. Uh, it's not even that interesting. What um, <laughs> what I had to say. It was more that on this yeah on this TV show they were, it was somebody's birthday party and they told everyone to like dress up for the birthday party and then when everyone got there they were like surprise we're getting married and like all their friends are like right. oh my god this is amazing this is so cute etc. And I was just watching uh-huh. it being like. You, you you simply couldn't do this, given how many people think that mm. even like something very obviously like you got to go to it if you said you're going to it, like a birthday, mm. given how many people think of that as like a kind of I'll decide on the day sort of event. Yeah. People um, have no manners. Mo- that's my, that's my, uh, yeah. 
decision. How times have changed. How times have changed. Well, um, and like obviously, my brother obviously, actually did this. Just, just so we're clear, I don't mean if you really do have like a good reason, like if you have or like you can cancel on the day if like I don't know you're like really unwell and it flares up or whatever. Like you know, don't be, don't be foolish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't come at me with straw men. No. Because you know what, what I'll what do? What is this, the Wizard of Oz? You know what I'll do? I'll get some fucking under-the-skin doofers and I will attach your straw men to my hip. Yeah. Um, my brother did actually do this. Not not exactly this, but um, not, not fight straw men, that is, but rather have sort of a surprise wedding. I was going um, to say, when it comes to when it comes to your married. brother, it, it really could be either one. It could be almost anything. Yeah, he could have battled a scarecrow while drunk. No, um, <laughs> yeah. he uh, when he was like 21, he uh, invited my parents and many other people to uh, his then girlfriend Penny's um, uh, birthday party. And my parents turned up with a with a birthday present, Judy, for Penny and uh, showed up and it was quite quite a big, they'd like hired a venue somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, someone came up to my mum and went, oh, aren't you just so, aren't you just so pleased for them? Isn't it wonderful? And my mum was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, oh, well, you know, Matthew and Penny getting engaged. And my mum was like, I hit the fucking roof. <laughs> um, yeah, you've never met someone more more displeased to have been uh, uh, caught off guard mm. by such a thing. Um, and I think uh, my brother had made the the critical error of knowing that my mum would be pissed off about it and deciding to double down on that by making her more pissed off. <laughs> by making her sort of like uh, walk into a, a gunfight with a knife, as it were. Um, so what he proposed to her at the birthday, or they no, already no, got, no, or they already in, got engaged. It was an engagement party, oh. but they told my parents that it was a birthday party. Oh well, that's um, oh, that's 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 cheeky. That is definitely cheeky. Yeah. That's cheeky behaviour. Um, you know what we think about and I, cheeky behaviour. I should clarify. My parents liked the girlfriend. I think they'd have been much happier um, at the time if they'd have stayed together, which they ultimately didn't. But you know what else um, I don't approve anyways, of? Happily married now. I, I don't approve. I don't approve of. Engagement parties while we're at it. Mm, okay, interesting. I think... Celebrating the intent to do something. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm, no. You know what? No, no. Because I'm assuming that if I know you well enough to be invited to your engagement party, I also know you well enough to be invited to your wedding. And as much as I enjoy going to the weddings of my of my friends and of my friends and loved ones, like, you know, the, the whole thing's like a little bit of a production both kind of, you know, time-wise and money-wise. And I think there should be a limit on the number of events you are allowed to have for one, for one, mm. like, betrothal. Yeah. I'm, spit- I'm spitting today. I'm in, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the worst yeah. possible temper for I'll, making... I'll go further. For, for I'm, making I'm not a fan of the baby shower. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely. Get rid of the baby shower. It, this is, you know what you know what the baby shower is? It's American nonsense. It's cultural imperialism. It I'm not doing it. No. I'll do, I'll do whatever the, the, the Union Venezuelan equivalent is. What of a baby shower? Yeah. Like, like the, thing is about, the thing is about the baby El shower. Anything, or whatever, like anything yeah. which is like a present grab is like, it's a little bit, it's a little bit vulgar in it. Just like in general, it's a little bit vulgar. Yeah. Yeah. But like... And again, you turn to a baby shower. There's no baby. There's no baby. Like, what, what are we doing? There's here? no baby. There's no shower. The whole thing's an I'm exercise like, love, you are and six misnomers. Weeks pregnant. Yeah, what are we doing? like I've been to a couple of baby showers in my time, and they're just they're just they're just no good. 
They're just no good. You always end up having to play that um, that chocolate bar in the nappy game. Oh, which I don't care for. As somebody, no, of I don't know a what that, I don't know. I've been mercifully excused that. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Male privilege. This, this is. You'll never have. Like, if I have, if I have a kid, you are, and I have a baby shower. You're coming to it. Sorry, that's just the way it's got to be. You can, no, but it's an empty threat because you won't have a baby shower. Might do. Might do now. Because you're not a cultural imperialist. I might do now. I I would like to point out, this is not cultural imperialism. This is purely to annoy Milo, (laughs) which is a valid reason. Which is a a a valid form of cultural imperialism. I, well, I could have a cultural imperialism themed baby shower. Oh, I could have a baby shower where everyone has has to dress up as the Moscow McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, good. I'm glad I've got you on board I'll, for this. I'll, I'll come as a member of the French Foreign Legion. Yeah, you know, yeah, all... cracking, cracking. Uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so mm. like, I, think with, yeah, I, think with, I think with weddings, you've got a kind of, like, if there's, okay, so, like, there, there's the, the hen and the stag. Some people, some people be doing two hens or two stags these days, and I'm not happy with that. Mm. Got to have just one. One, one. One, one stag, one hen, or, you know, or have a joint or like whatever, whatever however you're doing it, like singular stag. There should yeah. really, there should, yeah, should really, but only, only be one, uh, the, like the wedding itself. And also like if, when do you, when, when people are doing two stag do's for one wedding, yeah, but when, like, what, <sighs> or two hen on do's what basis? <laughs> on what basis? Because they want to, I yeah. suppose. But then what? Like, because obviously, typically with a stag do, right, you do it at some point close-ish to the wedding, but not so close that it will fuck up the wedding. Mm. But like the idea is that it's like your kind of your final, you know, whatever. It has some sort of ceremonial character of like the final night with the boys, right? Or for the the other hen do, the converse of that, right? But... Therefore, if you're doing two, are you like, are you spreading them out? Are you doing like one right after the engagement and then another? Like, it feels like the second one is kind of like a floating stag do. It's unclear when it would be. As is my understanding. Is this a bonus? I can't remember. This is a free. Okay. So as is my understanding, um, they have like, if you have like a, a, a double double hen or a double stag or a double... Um, yeah, I'm, what animal do you think that a non-binary person would have as their as their party? I don't know. Um, what what is a sort of very androgynous animal? The otter. <laughs> the 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 cat. You know what? I think cat might be quite a good shout. Um, if mm. if any if any non-binary listeners would like to tell us what they had for their weddings, then. I'd be, I'd be, mm. I'd actually be really interested to know what, 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 what that, what that, what that's called. Um, mm. Yeah, because like as soon as you said androgynous animal, I was all set to scoff, being like, well, what's like a masculine animal? But of course, like a stack <laughs> is the answer. That's the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a bull. So yeah, so as is my understanding, they have like one thing for like only close friends and family. The seahorse. There you go. They're famously androgynous. Sorry. The seahorse. No, I still think of the seahorse as masculine, but like soft mask. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that, yeah, then you've got the issue, haven't you, with the, the non-binary femmes and the non-binary butchers, you know, yeah. It's a broad church. I'll tell you what, I feel singularly inequipped to, to make this call or even to continue this conversation. <laughs> 
continue this line of discussion. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm merely sketching out a bit of conceptual landscape. Yeah. here. I'm not, I'm not coming in with any hard stances. Yeah, um, no. Well, I mean, like, no, I don't. I, I don't have a hard stance either. But like, I feel yeah. like I feel like Cat could cover an awful lot of bases because you could have that is true. Though, you could have yeah. your more masculine cats like uh, like your lions. And so mm. on. Oh, I see. You're you're taking the whole the whole cat family, the sort of the whole the whole genus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, so. I found out yesterday is that the cheetahs can't roar. Yeah, they can purr. And they can only meow. Yeah, they can. They can purr. purr. They can purr and they can meow. Um, and cheap. Yeah, it's really cute. They make yeah. they they sound extremely sweet. Cheetahs, cheetahs are good. We like cheetahs. Mm. I like all big cats. To be honest with you, I think they're all I think they're all excellent excellent boys. Cheetahs, pumas, mancoons. Fantastic. Fantastic lads, all told. Yeah, so they either have like um, one for like just like close friends and then like one which is like everyone that they know or mm. they have like one which is like kind of more sedate that like older relatives can be invited to and one which is like more of a like kind of more carnage. But even so. Stag do with granddad. Well, that's the whole thing, inviting the, invite, certainly the dads. Depends on your dad and how old he is, I reckon. Yeah, I but yeah, no, I know, I know people do it. Yeah, no. especially mums on Hendy's is very common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely, definitely, definitely seen that done. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's all just like a bit like, I'm like, I'm running out of things to say about about this event at this point. You know? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like it gets like a little bit stale, like like trying to kind of draw the same picture again and again and again, and like by the end, yeah. like you've completely lost any kind of like any kind of if you're gonna artistic if you're flow. gonna do two stag do's, I think you should do or or two hendies. I think you should do one where it, it's as the stag do is conventional. You know, you you and the lads go and do whatever you want, mm. right? And then the other stag do is notionally the same. But your fiance has to come, but she's not allowed to say anything. But you're just you will be like aware of her presence <laughs> and see how that moderates the evening. Like you just like she's just there. <laughs> like she's not really allowed to give you an indication of what she thinks of what's going on. But you just ha you know, like 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 a like the concept of um like the devil on your shoulder or the angel on your shoulder, or whatever. You are just looking back. Just being like, why? I think that would that now that's a reality TV show right there. But oh, now don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't think this would be remotely fun for anyone involved. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I no. think it would be fun for me to watch on television. Oh, I see. But like, so is she like yeah. physically there, or is she like watching on a screen, like in Sunset and Suspicious Parents? I think it would be funnier if she were physically there because then they. <laughs> I think there's something about her being there, but like a like a UN observer, like she's not allowed to interact with the situation in any way. Like a wildlife but also photographer. Also, she's very obviously there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take only pictures, leave only footprints. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that would be. Yeah, um, it was it was it was it would certainly be something. I think I think it would be funny if like everyone was obliged to, and again, this like this very much only applies to to. Uh, cis men and cis women but if they were mm. obliged to do the kind of the uh the the stuff that whatever their partner is doing on their second stack mm. so like 
Oh, okay. So like, so like a bag of chocolate willies. Yeah, exactly. Statue. You're you're obliged yeah. to you're obliged to pay 150 pounds to some woman called Amanda um, in order to in order to engage the services of a butler in the buff. But it's just you and like your mates from work. Yeah, yeah, that would actually be very funny. I think that's that's yeah. a better idea. Now that's now that's a t- now, now that's a TV show. Gary and his mates have to go to Magic Mike the musical. Yeah, exactly. They have to go to Dream Boys. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, and also, just while just while I'm spitballing, men also are required to have a baby shower. Mm. Yeah. Now we're cooking. Now mm. we got some. Now we got some. Yeah. Now we got some opinions. Is, is the, now we got some is opinions. Is the father conventionally also at the baby shower? I have been to baby showers where the dad has been there, and I've been to baby showers where the dad has not been there. On one of the baby showers that I was at, where the dad was there, the parents to be had a really really serious bust up that they thought nobody else could hear because it was in a different room. Oh no! Because. He was drinking at this event Uh and she thought it wasn't appropriate for him to be drinking at this event because he, she thought that he like in these kind of, you know, final months of her pregnancy, Mm. that he should be not drinking like in order to kind of show some solidarity. Right. And he like, I sort of saw both of their, sort of both of their points of view, really. It was a bit unfortunate that he wasn't just like, Having like a beer or two, as one might well do sure. at an event, it's which is held at the daytime house. event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was like steaming. He had like started ah, drinking okay. like on waking. Oh no! Yeah, oh, no. This wasn't like this wasn't like the baby shower afters. Yeah, people have got the bag out. They're doing it off the high. Yeah, chair. exactly. You don't want yeah. people to show up at your baby shower having not gone to bed the night before. I think that's a, a reasonable ask. There's a guy who's like nine be- lines deep going like, no, yeah, yeah, I love babies, yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're fucking, they're, to be honest with you, they're sick. I'd love a baby. <laughs> they're, actually, they're actually sick. I'm really, really looking forward to meeting my one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon I'm going to really, really like him. <laughs> yeah, me and my baby, we're going to start a business. <laughs> we're going to start a business selling, selling fucking sweets to the kids at nursery school no one's ever thought of it (laughs) yeah and so on and so forth but to bring it to uh, um, expertly bring it back down to bring the car back round 32 minutes uh, in Seinfeld 32 minutes in to the substance of the substance of the uh, opening conversation no I think this was a fruitful I think this was a fruitful discussion Mm. that I'm glad we had yeah it did it did you know come out of Seinfeld but it it just did divert yeah I think that uh, yeah, I'm I'm in a little bit in two minds because I'm not great with on like being sympathetic to the chronically mm. late. And like again, I'm not talking about like if you have like kind of like some serious like kind of executive dysfunction thing or like time blindness or whatever. Yeah, such like, as I'm, being Italian. Obviously. Like but like people mm. who just are late. Yeah. And they think that's fine. I yeah, it, it's not personally. Personally, just personally, it's all just a, all just personal opinion. It is not for me. Yeah, no, I I agree. The, I mean, I'm, like I'm, I'm often the... a bit late, but within acceptable limits. Um, but uh, you were you were like two hours late to Riley's birthday. Oh yeah, but that was that was a force majeure event. Um, 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm but... very rarely significantly late. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's, uh, that's not a. But um, that's, that's not that's not your that's not your issue, really. However, <laughs> this episode of Seinfeld is um, uh, the main the main thrust of the episode is that Kramer has bought a a, a hen a cock a cock. <laughs> On the basis of, on the basis, oh, sorry, the background, the background to this storyline um, is that he has some horrible eggs at the coffee shop. So he decides he's going to buy himself a chicken so he can have his own fresh eggs. Uh, Kramer is, um, Kramer is living in Clapton in 2020 and yeah, has decided absolutely. he's going to have his own chicken. But he doesn't, he gets the, he gets the wrong kind of chicken and he gets a rooster. Yeah, and classic. Yeah, as one does. And it also it's so nice, the scenes with the rooster, because the rooster's this like beautiful, glossy kind of bronze bird mm. um who is extremely calm and extremely well behaved as he's being yeah. brandished around the place by Kramer. Mm. Well he's one of these he's one of these uh acting roosters. Yeah, exactly. He knows the game. Yeah. yeah. He was in Chicken Run. Um Yeah, so I do we do do, do you want to come up with a um with a final judgment on whether or not you're allowed to leave if someone's late, how long you have to um, wait for someone? I don't know. I do. Uh, well, I think what's more interesting, uh, how long you're obliged to wait is is less interesting, I think, than who you're obliged to wait longer for. Someone you do sure. know, or someone you don't. And I, I do think it is probably someone you don't. Um, I do. Yeah, I, I do think sort no. Of get I think it, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I think that's right. To be honest with you. Um, but there's a there's a fun little there's a fun little gag there where um yeah they've been waiting for George where they've been waiting for George but but he's still he's still early and they decide that they've been waiting long enough yeah and they just leave and then he turns up and he goes like ah oh, I'm early um yeah. and then and then discovers they're not there so yeah um the the necessary background I guess to the rooster plot is that Jerry has had a he's had a check bounce at like the the corner is like the bodega i guess it's at the bodega baby only in new york baby number one city in the world the big apple Uh, yeah and uh yeah they sell the big apples yeah again we are treated to um an interesting round of what possible background do the seinfeld writers imagine Mm. non-specifically foreign people to be because your man in the bodega for one thing he's running a bodega which presumably has like some yeah. kind of valency in terms of where he's supposed to be from his name is marcelino okay he has a kind of eastern european accent and what i would think of as a relatively balkan mustache that is interesting the balkan mustache as popularized by joseph Brostito himself um i mean yeah <laughs> yeah um i actually i didn't really pick up on the accent but i wasn't i wasn't listening out for the uh for the accent so i can't it's not an Ita- it's, it's definitely not an italian accent you know what now i'm just i'm just looking at pictures of tito and i'm realizing that he didn't have a mustache so don't write in about that did uh-huh. he not no, he's a he's a clean shaven man in all of these images. Okay, well then why did I know exactly what you meant by it? I think were we were we both just like retconning the Joseph Stalin moustache onto 
Joseph Tito. No, I'm absolutely sure that at one point in his life he had a moustache. Well, he died in 1980 in Slovenia. Yeah, he, he died a lot later than I, than I, than I always think he did. Um, what about old Enver Hosher? Did he have a moustache? No, another clean-shaven man. Hang on. Honestly, Enver Hosher looks like a like a Republican senator from the early 1990s. He's so American looking. I can't like he looks like he should be like a like a guy who's on like a Republican National Security Committee. All right, let me have a look. Oh yeah. Yeah, he yeah. really does. I was expecting someone more He's not very more um, imposing. Imposing, is he? I've sent a picture that you might want to look at. Okay, just something for my for my interest. Yeah. What's that on his face? Oh, is this is this Tito? That's a moustache, my brother. <laughs> ah, that is a moustache. But if you look at yeah, yeah, well, the vast majority of the photos of him are moustacheless to the point where I couldn't find one. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. There is one. It's quite. I would say though that moustache is doesn't feel very Balkan. It feels quite French. It's almost like a pencil. That's moustache. true. That's true. But I am. I do mean something very specific, which I know you know what what I mean by it. And it's not the Stalin moustache. It's different. I understand that it's in a similar ballpark. It's in the same family mm. as the Stalin moustache. The similar ballpark. But, ball, but a, different, a different species, for sure. Do, do you know who was not a particularly good-looking older man, but who was, who was, a, who was a pretty boy? Ceausescu. Hey. Do you want to oh, see really? Ceausescu? Do you want to see Twink Ceausescu? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, is a, he yeah. is a twink. Yeah. He looks like a... Looks like he might front one of those like kind of op it's, indie bands. I've just seen a, a clearly photoshopped image of Chajasku with gigantic <laughs> ears, <laughs> which is right because his ears were like quite quite big and prominent. But the photoshopped images, I you know, like where you just do a double take for a second because it looked it looked quite mm. official, and then and then you're like, no, that can't be. <laughs> that cannot cannot be, real. be right. And I was right. It wasn't. It wasn't real. All right, you carry on talking while I do some while I do some clicking. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, he gets th- this check bounces in the bodega, uh, and Jerry finds out that he's been telling people that his check has bounced. So Jerry goes back in there and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened there," and like pays pays him the amount uh, in cash and then gives him a bit of extra cash for his trouble. And he's like, "Yeah, can I have the check back now?" And he was like, "Oh no, no, it's our policy." And then Jerry's like, but it's your bodega, like you run them. And he's like, well, not even I am above the policy. And this is, this is the kind of shit that I hate. When you go somewhere and you're asking for something and then they're like, well, no, it's our policy. And I'm like, yeah, but you've just made that up. I can say it's my policy to not accept your policy. We can all make up a policy, mate. This is very Costanza of you. In fact, I think... Yeah, this is fact, probably my most actually, Ma- Ma- Costanza trait. He might actually even say exactly that in as many words. That he has his own policy, and yeah. the policy is not to accept your policy. I I had this row with my heating oil delivery company specifically, and they were like, "Oh well, our policy is this," and I'm like, "Yeah, but that's ridiculous." I'm like, "That policy only exists to in, absolve you of any responsibility whenever anything happens that shouldn't happen. <laughs> you can't just say it's your policy to not care. Like, there's not. <laughs> like, I mean, you probably can. You probably can. Yeah. One way or the no, other. I can say it's my policy to annoy you until until you change it, um, which I did successfully do actually in that case. So there you go. Um, I um, um, used to I used to know somebody who 
as a result of um as a result of the shoplifting was banned from every Tesco in the country. And I asked how this possibly could be enforced because this was like this was like a this was like a while ago. This when this was when I was at school. And he said, I don't know how it's enforced, but every time I try and go into a Tesco, I am like I am like ejected. And I said, Yeah, but like how what? is this how is this I don't understand how this is being enforced. And I said, you know what? You know what? Actually, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you're banned from every Tesco's. I think you're just saying that. And he's like, all right, tell you what, tell you what. They got like facial recognition technology. What, in 2000 and whenever it was? No. No, no, no. Sorry, I thought this was like a new No, 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 no. This was, uh, was, like I said, this was a long while ago. And he said, oh, all right, all right. right, So it can't be real, surely. Oh, there's a a Tesco over there. Let's, let's, let's Let's go in. Let's go in. And it was te- it was the Tesco near where he where he lived, so it was like his local Tesco. And I'm not joking. We went in, and immediately mm-hmm. the security guard came over and said, oh, "No, no, 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 no!" Having had like like a kind of word in his ear um, mm. by one of the ca- by one of the cashiers, and I said, "Is that me too?" And he said, "No, just him." And so I was like, "Okay, well, I'll see, I'll see you," because you know I want to know, I want to know how they're doing this. So I mm. approached the cashier. Uh, like I said, I was a teenager at the time. So I was like very kind of, you know, I was like kind of mm. full of bluster and brio. I wouldn't have done this now. But mm. I asked her how, I asked her how she knew that he was, that he was kind of persona non grata in Tesco. And I'm not joking you. She said, we've got a picture of him behind the till. And I said, You've got a picture of him behind the till. And she said, we've got a picture of him behind the till. And I said, is there a possibility that every Tesco in the country has a picture of him behind the till? And she said, why would every Tesco in the country have a picture of him behind the till? We do because he was shoplifting from this store. So mm. we, took a, we took the picture from CCTV and put it up behind the till. But I don't know about, I, I couldn't speak to any other shop. And I mm. said, so if... Bi- but also that relies on them. Like she, how did she that quickly be like? That's the guy from the picture. That's Small amazing. Tesco. Yeah, it was right. a little right. little baby oh, Tesco. Okay. Like a, like a wasn't Tesco like, it wasn't like kind of big. Te- right. It wasn't a big yeah. Tesco. No, it was a little bit little baby Tesco. Yeah. So I thought that was like such an incredible piece of like small townery, and I wonder if they still wow. do it. Yeah, that is. I wonder if he's still banned from Tesco. I guess you can get barred from yeah specific. Much in the way that you come from a bar or Yeah, whatever. but not every branch get. of, like if it's a chain bar, not... Well, I, I'm now thinking that maybe this every branch thing was, was bullshit on his part, given that he was a Yeah, teenager. maybe, maybe. Also, when does it, like, does it does it become spent at any point? Can you appeal your Tesco <laughs> ban on, like, like, look, I'm now 30 years old. I'm no longer 14. I'm not going to shop. Like, I have a job. Like, I'm not... You know, I'm not like a lifetime like, criminal. I have a, I have a wife and a child. I'm not gonna. <laughs> can, can you please just let me into Tesco? I need to buy some formula milk. I really, actually, need to carry, need to be able to use this Tesco. It is an enormous yeah. burden on me that I cannot use my I local. I need to buy local twenty-four cans of Stella for my baby shower. <laughs> Although, yeah, like I said, the same, um, the same, same person. I did once have to. Um, Again, rescue from not a Tesco, this was a Sainsbury's this time, because he had, instead of doing his usual shoplifting, which was, Mm. you know, putting it in a bag like a normal person, 
he thought it would be better to just walk out holding these two bottles of alcohol. And he was obviously immediately apprehended right. for doing so. And yeah. he was he was a he was an eccentric young man who refused to have mm. to refuse to get a phone and he right. refused to get a phone because he didn't want um anyone to be able to like find out where he was or like check up on him or whatever when he was going on his rampages. Right. And he so he had his numbers like scribbled mm. down on this like piece of paper that he just had in his pocket right. at all times. So okay. if he if he met a new person, he would add their mm. number to his little bit of paper. And then just use a payphone. And then just use a payphone, yeah. And I got a phone wow. call from this Sainsbury security guard who couldn't work because he'd like he had terrible handwriting, so he couldn't work out how to pronounce my name. And he said, like, all right, I've got your friend here. Um, are, you know, are you willing to vouch for him? And I was like, no, I'm not, what do you mean? Am I willing to vouch for him? Like, is that, is that something which, which is going to kind of, you know, sort of come back on me? Like, what, like, what do you mean? Am I willing to vouch for him? And he said, are you going to come and collect him or not? And I, so I went, so I went along to, uh, mm. to a much, to a much bigger Sainsbury's than the little, than the little baby Tesco where he was being kept in, um, kept in a little room at the back. No. Got him in there with all the rustling. Yeah, and I was like, "Are you allowed to do this?" And um, this security guard was like, "Like Lord Sainsbury's can do this." <laughs> the security guard was like, "Was like when apprehending a thief, we can do whatever we want." I was like, "I'm sure that's not true. I'm really sure that's not true." But by the same token, I suppose you're they're well within their rights to to, to call the, to call the cops in that situation. Yeah, they can't. Um... They can't tase you. No, they can't tase you, but they um, can apparently well, yeah, keep I presume, you in a room. I presume there is some legal provision under which they can do that because uh, every I know every big supermarket does have one of these like weird detention yeah. rooms. Because um, I, I, one of my mates at Sixth Form used to steal something from Tesco every day as a matter of principle. <laughs> this was his what was the principle? One man campaign against the system. <laughs> I don't, and it was always something like small and stupid, like a stick of gum or whatever. Like it was never like an, an object of value. Um, but uh, yeah, and then one day, one day he got caught, and apparently the um, he he just tried to sort of like run off and got like properly like spear tackled by the security guard, and um, and then sort of like wrestled into one of these detention rooms. And this wasn't even a big Tesco; this was like a small oh. one. Um, and uh, and they were. They were like going to call the cops and stuff, but he apparently successfully argued his way out by he he had some kind of like skateboarding injury where he had like quite a gnarly bruise like up his back mm. or something, and he managed to get the manager in there and convince the manager that the security guard had given him this no. bruise in the course of the apprehension. Yeah, and so they they let him go on the basis of like, well, do we really want? <laughs> do we really want a police brutality case against yeah. us? Tesco brutality. Tesco brutality. Good grief! Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. So I so um, I was interested to to see the idea of the bad check. I th- honestly, I think if I had if I had a shot and someone tried to give me a bad check, I would I'd put it up not to not to punish them, just because I, I quite like the idea. Oh, fuck yeah! This is how we got onto this. Jesus Christ! I quite I quite like the idea <laughs> of running of running a small shop like it's a kind of 
like it's a kind of petty fiefdom, a petty kind of rightless, yeah. uh, kind of rightless fiefdom where where I am, where I am yeah. the lord. Ah, uh, I the people getting off on like the small amount of power that they have is one of the things in life which I just find the most because irri- I've just never I've never been this type of and like for me bouncers are the absolute worst mm. offenders um and working in entertainment I have a lot of like professional dealings with bouncers where I'm like no you need to let this person in because they work on the show and they're like no it's policy no one comes in after this time and I'm like yeah fucking customers you idiot not people who work here um and then they're just like it's like can you just get it into your head that you fucking work for a bit like you're not you're not here to be like judge dread <laughs> like that See, the thing is is that i completely agree with you and i agree that this is like this kind of like kind of pe- sort of petty kind of um sort of power wielding is extremely mm. unappealing but to be 100 percent clear if i did own a bodega then i would be judge dread <laughs> i would be the judge dread of that bodega yeah yeah that's yeah. nice and i'm not saying i wouldn't have we you know agree on that my favoured courtiers. I'm not saying that. Mm. There are people who I would, you know, who I'd bend over backwards to, you know, to, to, to break my mm. arbitrary feudal rules Part of for. limbo provision. Yeah. But yeah. some people don't like, look at your face, mate. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck getting overpriced till. peppers in this town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. Good luck buying a can of Coke yeah, for £1.50 you know how much that pepper costs? Else. That pepper costs £2.80. Mm, that's right. It's, it's good, good stuff. stuff. Good, luck, good luck buying a weirdly good naan bread, <laughs> but that's of a brand that you can't get anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, that'll, mm. that'll learn you. You're addicted, to, you're addicted to my naan now, so you can't go anywhere else. Yeah. Do you want a tin of unidentifiable legumes labelled only in Ethiopian script? Yes, yes, I do. Well, yes, I it's £1.50. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do you mm. want the literally the nicest fizzy water that is possible to have? But again, mm. guess how much? That's right, £2.80. Same price as the peppers. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, everything in a corner shop is like either weirdly expensive or weirdly cheap. Like Annabelle's local corner shop, I'm, I'm convinced that they're like... Like they must be like they must know a guy who's like nicking stuff off the back of a truck or something because they have like the cheapest chocolate bars in London. <laughs> they they have the cheapest vapes. <laughs> like everything in there, I'm just like, you're a corner shop. You could be charging a fortune for this stuff. Um, but like some stuff is like at yeah. a premium because it's a corner shop. But then a lot of things are just like weirdly at bargain basement prices, and it's like branded goods where I'm like. There's there's something going on here. There's something afoot, but I'm well, not going to Well, surely this it. is just your trial. So they get you in with the cheap chocolate and the cheap vapes, and then they hit you with the £2.80 peppers. Like a heroin dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The £4 yeah. milk. And you say, yeah. but the, the sticker yeah. is wrong on that milk. And then they just then they just shrug. Because they don't care yeah, because they minute. are Judge Dredd. They are the law. That's right. They're Turkish Judge Dredd. Yeah, if you like, <laughs> is that, do you want to do you want to yeah. expand on that, or should we should we move very hastily on to the next? <laughs> I think you mean a Greek, Josh Dredd. Josh Dredd, I just said. <sighs> oh, by good, mistake. good. Uh, Siegfried Baboon. <laughs> anyway, so um, 
Uh, yes. Yeah, so the, 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 Elaine's plot line is kind of the B plot. It's just that she's going on dates with a guy who has shaved his head for swimming. And then she discovers what his hair actually looks like. So she encourages him to grow it out. She's like, oh, you've got such beautiful hair. And then when he grows it out, he discovers that he is that after he has all been, going bald. He has been balding all along. There's like a little bit of a little bit of a storyline here when she sort of says, you know, this is like this is like the most important thing. This is what the women talk about. And then she catches Costanza's eye and says, I'm sorry, George, but it's true. And he says, I knew it. I knew it. Um there's some there's some fun analogies with um, being diagnosed with a kind of terminal illness. Uh, she sends him to Costanza, who mm-hmm. inspects his head and says, "You've got fourteen months, maybe ten. You got to get out there and live." Um, also, one of my favourite Costanza lines in this episode, where he says, "This is not uh, shaving your head. That's not brave. This is brave." And then he says, "This is uh, the historic remains of what was once a great society of hair." which I think is a beautiful and poetic way of looking at it. And also I would like to, you know, rarely disagree with Elaine on this front. I think that there are definitely, definitely some men who can carry off, who can your carry off the Yeah, your Stathams, your Shearers. Oh, Shearer is an interesting uh, one. Bald um, she- like Shearer with hair, no good. Shearer with mm, Shearer. Your Ross balding, Kemp's. Balding Shearer. Sexy as anything. He's like a kind of reverse Samson. Yeah. You're Ross Kemp's. You're Trevor McFadden's. You're Dominic Littlewoods. Dominic Littlewoods. Um, yeah. So, like, and also, like, I've got to tell you, I don't like all this, like, bald mm. stuff, like, oh, you're bald. Uh, you're Greg Because it's like, it's just like, it's just really, really not anybody's fault. It's just the way. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. There by the grace go, there by the grace of mm. grace of God go, go everyone. And I think it's just yeah, it's a sort of co- correlation causation thing, isn't it? Because you're you're picking on an opinion that is often held by older yeah. men, um, and a lot of older men do tend to be at least a bit yeah. bald because of the way that baldness works. So you're you're falsely correlating those two things. Yeah, but also, um, but not even just that. Like it's just like. I don't know. I don't know. It just—it's not much of an own, just, is it? it? I just—it just—it—it strikes—it strikes me as as an, an unusually obnoxious thing to kind of make a whole thing of. I'm here. I'm here to speak up for yeah. to speak up for um to speak up for my for my bald for my bald brethren. Like while I've, okay, I've never understood while, it myself. While anyone doesn't have hair, I don't have hair. You know. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the you're like the Maya Angelou of um of regain. Yeah, I am. Was it Maya Angelou who said that? And um, what? While anyone is in prison, well, I'm, I'm not I'm free. Mis- yeah. uh, I, I don't it? know. I might be misattributing it, but it, it it feels it feels like the sort of thing Maya Angelou like might have said. Of, like her kind of thing, <laughs> the sort of thing that vibe. she might have. She probably would have agreed with it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if yeah, she said okay, it, but yeah. she might have agreed. It's always alarming when you're like, did Maya Angelou say that? And they're like, no, that one was Hitler. Oh, and fuck. Like, fuck. <laughs> fuck, fuck, I've been saying that to everyone. I've got that on my dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> that was always a fun trend back in the day, though. But it was like a specific era of the internet when people would try and do these like weird gotchas where they would post some very innocuous yeah. quote and get people to agree with it and then go, yeah, Hitler said that. 
And it's like, yeah, well, but yes, like, Hitler not, was a very but like, bad that's guy. Not but the that... issue, right? Because Hitler also said like a bunch of other <laughs> yeah. stuff, which was far less innocuous. Hitler also would have said things like, yeah, it's um, it's it's raining. You should probably take an umbrella. Like I reckon Hitler probably said that at least once. Yeah. Like, you know, his overall views were not good, but he's probably said the odd thing, which was fine. <laughs> Just over the years, just just the occasional, just like that cup of tea is a bit hot. I'd give it a minute. Um, so uh, if you if, if you're if you're just joining us, um, uh, Milo <laughs> is uh, is indulging in another another round of uh, uh, fair play to Hitler corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm engaging in a in an extremely <laughs> limited. I wouldn't even call it a defence of Hitler. Merely a defence of the premise that Hitler may have said, or almost certainly will have said, some innocuous mm-hmm. things in the in, course of many things which he did say, which were well, he abhorrent. was a he was a chatty um, man. Yeah, he was he was the Alan Carr of the third. Like Reich. He, he was just someone he he threw a lot of things at the wall. Some of it stuck, some of it didn't. That's just. That's just the way. That's just the way it is. That's just the idea that Hitler was sort of trapped being a racist in the same way that, like, um, uh, Andrew Sachs was trapped doing Manuel. Like, it wasn't really what he wanted to be doing, but it was the only, like, you know, mainstream hit that he'd yeah. ever had. Um, it was a bit like Radiohead's Creep, you know, like they, or every member of the band. It wasn't what they wanted to be doing, but it was the only thing that paid it's the bills. It's like a like a born slippy. The, <laughs> Underworld, do they not like they, born slippy? They hate it, and they throw because mm. they, they still perform. They're still they're still around. They're still performing, and uh, okay. they uh, famously throw little baby tantrums if they're if the crowd try and get them to do born slippy. Still. But it's the only Underworld song that anyone knows. Well, I assume if you're like paying to go and see Underworld, then you probably know some other yeah, yeah. tracks. I guess. But what I mean is, is in like at least if you're Radiohead and you hate Creep, you have got many other successful songs. Yeah. I still think it's churlish of them to hate their most popular song, but whatever. But if you're Underworld, like outside of people who are hardcore Underworld fans who have sort of slipped through the net of society... You've got to kind of accept that you've got to play born slippy, you know. mate. That's so underworld. If you're yeah. listening, you've got to you've got to yeah. be a bit less precious, and you've got to recognise that you've got to play born slippy. Yeah. Do we complain about doing the you know David Brick, the inventor of cement, bit every week? No, we don't, because we know it's what people want. I don't think we do know it's what people want. We have no proof it's what people want. <laughs> 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 yeah and if you know underworld simply lack the maturity can you um, can you imagine if like the next time we do next time we do mood live someone like someone's like kind of like chanting mm. in, the, in the in the front like yeah, yeah yeah what was what was he the inventor of what was he the inventor of and we keep having to kind of break off to say oh, he was the inventor of a tonally Similar noun to his last name. I did tell you that I yeah. persuaded Alice that Kanye West was related to Fred West, right? I I was uh, te- yes. I was telling yeah. you this. Yeah. Just That's just wanted stuff. that to be on record. Yeah. But not but not Rose West. Only by yeah, marriage. only by marriage. Yeah, distant cousin. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's uh, good stuff. Yeah. So um, th- this also contains one of my. Um, one of my favourite line readings of Elaine, which we are coming up to. So, 
<laughs> Actually, you know what? Rose West would have been the funnier one to pick because <laughs> then the, then Alice would have been like, but th- th- that's th- that's not her maiden name. And then you'd be like, oh no, yeah, he's related to her on the maternal <laughs> side. The West thing is a coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, that would be quite good. That's like well, that's like the um, yeah. that's like the uh, the long running and ex- always always enjoyable bit of whenever you go mm. past a cemetery of saying you know Sherlock Holmes is right. buried there. That's right. really good. That's a really really good one because the number of people whose initial response to that is what really the number yeah. amazing. That is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, along, along with um, the the first ever uh, the first ever ice cream cone <laughs> filled by Margaret yeah. Thatcher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, right. So this this episode of Seinfeld, um, the basic. I'm just going to cover this very quickly. The, the 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 core plot, the the cockfighting plot, is. Oh wait, fuck. We also need to cover it. Costanza's plot is that he starts dating a woman who's in prison. Yeah, and uh, and he loves it. Uh, because she's in prison and so he can sort of come and go as he pleases but she's and also she has like Um, basically no standards because she's got no other options so she really likes him yeah um something which Mm. i think she gets up for parole which he then sabotages because he doesn't want us to get out but she breaks out anyway to come and something which i think is interesting um i really think they're going a little bit far on the fact that jerry and george Mm. are like so phobic about the idea of someone that they're seeing popping by it's, they're trying to they're trying to force a catchphrase here. They're doing it again. They're trying to force a catchphrase by saying, "Oh, the popping." I really don't think that it's that it's that big an yeah. issue. It's fine. It's particularly in the nineties. It's no sponge. Particularly, it's not particularly in the nineties. Uh, what I think is interesting, uh, and I was and I'm, I'm always surprised that this is not the line that they go down, which is that she's supposed to be an she's supposed to be an embezzler, right? That's what she's supposed to be in mm. for. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a fun little Kramer line reading when he says, "Oh, what's she in for?" and uh, and Costanza says, "Embezzlement." And, and Kramer says, "Oh, she sounds like a nice girl." So right. that, but because she knows that the reason that he is visiting the prison is because the foundation has given an endowment to this prison, to this minimum security mm. women's prison. He's very disappointed that it's not like that. It's not like kind of Oz. Um, and keep sort of saying like, oh, right, yeah, you know, yeah. where are the shower fights, et cetera, et cetera. And it's minimum security and no one's in there. Everyone's in mm. there for kind of non-violent, non-violent mm. crime. There are no showers in minimum security. It's bath zone. That's right. For the self-care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, they're got, they've each got their little bath. They're like in a big line of baths and everyone's got their like three regulation candles. <laughs> um, their issued copy of... Um, Take that. You've got, you've got, uh, to, you've got to take that out. I know people who know her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just beep it. <laughs> um, you've got to beep out the whole thing, funnier. though. You've got to beep out the title as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to make it unidentifiable, yeah. of course. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a rookie. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not people we could name who have failed to um, anonymize content. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So it doesn't. I, I, like I said, I think that this is like a more interesting plot because, like, mm. I know that Costanza is not in general a very good person, but his like interest in this kind of captive woman is straying into. Oh, mm. I'm not sure. Not so sure about this. And what I always thought yeah. would be a better 
line of in, line of inquiry is that she falsely assumes that he is incredibly rich because he is the head of this charitable foundation and the reason that she is into mm. him is not because like she has no other options and she's desperate which is sort of just sort of quite sad but because mm. she assumes that she is going to be able to defraud him in some way because he is the head yeah. of this yeah the head of this like charitable foundation i i always think that that's where they're going to go and um and because te- because texts are fixed and immutable mm. unlike an oral tradition and uh there's not really much room for for alteration of the story which is uh you know where where the fan fiction comes in Exactly. Although, sorry, the, so, uh, the, I just yeah. want to just quickly interject. I'm I'm aware that we are running to t- mm. that we're running to time a little bit. Um, I just thought you'd think this is funny because I thought this is funny as well. I was talking to mm. uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who is in the process of going through a breakup of a long term of a long term relationship, right? And he was saying, but it, you know, it just wasn't working anymore. We just didn't love each other anymore. Um, there wasn't like some like big. Mm-hmm like kind of like kind of big kind of catastrophic event like you know like like no one cheated like you know she didn't embezzle and i was like wait no go back one what do you mean she didn't embezzle why is why that on is your that list, on your of, list of like unforgivable things that a person can do in a relationship why embezzling why do you go straight to embezzling he didn't mm. have a good answer because he's because he's turkish and embezzling is a sign of the pavidius greek what? <laughs> I beg your pardon. Okay, so the bit, the bit I was putting together there was that uh, Turks and Greeks hate. Yeah, each other. no, no, I know that. And and therefore, uh, you know, the Turks would hate embezzlement if they saw it as as a as a Greek quality, which it, it arguably is, given the amount of uh, you know ta- tax fraud and other like f- financial chicanery which famously goes on in Greece. Now, I, d- I do accept that that is to some extent a stereotype about Greece and perhaps not entirely true, but um, they do they do famously have quite a uh, quite quite a, a leaky and corrupt financial system. Yeah, but that's like, but that has its like very very particular context. That doesn't mean that there's like a Greek disposition. No, no, but I, you know, I was, I was taking some I comedic license with that. <laughs> okay. And also, given you know, a, a Turkish person might also stereotyping about the Turks, uh, you know, have a, have an have an unfair caricature of of the, of the Greek disposition. Oh God. Okay. I can't yeah. believe this is a free episode. Um, We're going to have to. <laughs> you're going to have to snippety snip. I've got nothing against Turkish people or Greek people. I just, you know, I was just having a little just bit of fun. Look, just having a little um, bit of fun on a on a on a grey Thursday afternoon. What I will say is suspiciously similar coffee and delight. I'm What's I'm on Greek to you. delight. Um, what is that? It's just Turkish oh, delight, it? but they call I've it Greek. I've never heard of Greek delight. That's, I'm sorry. Well, I used to. I joked about it for years because I thought that would be the funniest possible thing for the Greeks mm. to claim. And then a few months ago, Riley actually found some in a Greek deli. That was labelled Greek delight on Green Lane. That's somewhere. amazing. So, I, d- yeah. I like. I, I know I've I know I've said this before, shame. but like one of my absolute favourite things about Green Lanes. Green Lanes uh, for our American listeners is an area of London with both a very large uh, Turkish population and a very large Greek uh, Greek population. I think it is so funny for these two like historically warring peoples to come to this country and then be like, and you know what else? We're going to set up in the same fucking bit. 
You'd think that we might... Hey, la, it's not the same unless you can have a fight with it, you Turks, think, huh? You'd think that, you know, some of us would be like, okay, so we're in London now. We're going to go to, I don't know, like Ealing, and you're going to yeah. go to Greenhouse. Like no, we're both going to pitch up. And it's not a big part of London either. It is a very, very small neighbourhood. And they're just like, yeah, here, yeah. here, next to each other. Just like, just like in Cyprus. Yeah. Just like the old just country. Just like the old country. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're if you're Cypriot, obviously, so, if you're from either Greece or or Turkey. Anyway, um, that's enough. That's enough mm-hmm. geopolitics for one episode. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we find out that Marcelino is running cockfights and becomes very interested in Little Jerry, the mm. the the rooster. It's classic bodega stuff. You pop down there, you get your vape and a cockfight. Yeah. There's a there's a fun little thing where we find out that Kramer doesn't know what a cockfight is and thinks that they get given little boxing gloves and little helmets, um, and he doesn't realise that it's like a kind of that it's a kind of you know inhumane mm. inhumane practice. He the mm. he sees the rooster squaring up to the dog and says, "I like how he handles himself," which is a very funny thing to say about a rooster. Then mm. they go yeah. to isn't the thing with cockfights that they don't they don't really like fight per se they put like horse spurs on them and whatever so that they, when they bash into each other they like yeah i think so it's not like whereas like a dog fight the dogs are actually trained to fight yeah i, th- I, th- I think i think in so. a cock fight yeah, that's not possible so. so they just kind of yeah yeah it's really it's really grim stuff and then marcelino tries but he says that if if you if you let me have the you let me fight um, you let me stage a fight with with your with your rooster, then I'll take the check down. There's a cute scene where Jerry is training the rooster, and he get he's getting him to peck these little boxing pads, which I like. Yeah, they're sort of doing a rocky they're sort of doing kind of thing. they're sort of doing a rocky thing. Then Marcelino mm. tries to get him to get the rooster to take a dive, and then he said, and Jerry says, you know, you can't get a rooster to take a dive, which is true. Which is true. Hmm. Probably quite difficult. Probably yeah, yeah. quite difficult to get a rooster to do that. That is, yeah, it's quite funny because he's like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not doing that." But also, I don't. He's, like, I don't even understand how, how you would, would you? do that. Yeah, like, like what's the? How would you convince? Yeah. How not even like how would you convince? Like, because that sort of suggests that you think a, a rooster is a particularly proud animal, and hmm. cocksure. Um, it's more how would you communicate? to a rooster that you want it to take a dive what that would be the funniest thing if you if you found a way of coco the gorilla style like communicating to the rooster that it should yeah. take a dive for the purposes of gambling and then the rooster was like no no we roosters yeah have a I, d- I will not bring shame on my family in this way i'm not like a perfidious mm. goose that's what the rooster yeah, would say that's, right. that's what the rooster would say domesticated goose i can barely even fly so meanwhile um very good good callback meanwhile okay. elaine has agreed to marry the bald guy yeah or the balding guy and that she's t- and this, this is my this is one of my favorite uh, elaine line readings basically in the whole basically in the whole show they're it they're at the cockfight which has to be um where where, the, where marcelino has where marcelino has a kind of giant chicken there He's like got in a ringer <laughs> mm. to to fight to fight little Jerry, mm. and 
Yeah. Jerry is sort of saying like, "Well, you're gonna marry this guy. You barely even like you barely even you barely even know him. Like you, like your whole life is gonna change." And she and she says, "Jerry, it's three thirty in the morning. I'm at a cockfight. What am I clinging to?" Which is perceptive, yeah. I think. Uh, there's also some stupid yeah. stuff about how she can't get engaged just like that because she has to have some fiance time and make her girlfriend's jealous time. And it's like this is not this is not an accurate reading of Elaine's character at all. I don't think like there's no sense that that's that that's mm. her vibe and that's her interest. No, I think there are elements of Seinfeld where they use Elaine to as a stand-in for other other feminine tendencies when they don't have a character yeah, around who can do and it, that, but they don't really fit with Elaine's and because vibe. Elaine is such is like such a kind of specific and three-dimensional character. It always seems a bit off when they do that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They should have gone specific. They should have been like to annoy Sue Ellen Mishkin. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, that exactly. There, there's there were so many specifics that you could have gone that you could have gone with. And yeah. he is and sorry, he, the the bald guy is at the house when um when your woman busts out of prison and pops in or he get or Costanza gets the bald guy to look after him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because he has to go out to the cockfight. Yeah. And then the police show up, m- mistake the bald guy for Costanza because um, they know he, they know it's a bald guy. That's all they know about him. They know he's bald. A fantastic effort. And then and then, Kramer, and then Kramer lands in the middle of the cockfight and gets pecked by some gets pecked by some roosters. And then we have an end of credit scene where Elaine goes to visit her boyfriend in prison. And gives back the ring because he's going to be in prison for the amount of time that he still has hair. It's brutal scenes, but they do save the life of little Jerry. They do save so, the yeah. life of little Jerry. You never see little Jerry again. Actually, no, no, no. Hang on, hang mm. on. You do. You do see little Jerry again, or rather, you, or rather, you hear of little Jerry, which is another extremely good oh, okay. line reading. But it's not until season nine, I don't think. Fantastic. It remains only for me mm. to thank you, to Milo. Thank ourselves. <laughs> thank you, Phoebe. Thank you for joining us. Um, you're welcome. For doing another episode of Seinfeld. Um, and if you're listening to this, it is a free one. So we have a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. It is $3 a month for the regular bonus episodes. It's $5 a month for the Discord and also Movie Corner, um, which this month is going to be... I don't know when this is coming out, actually. This might be coming out in October. I think it is coming out in October. So I guess October's movie corner is TBC, but current movie corners available are uh, The Three Musketeers, Boss Baby. Um, you could be watching any of those. And there'll be What's the Deal, of course. Of course. Of course there'll be What's the Deal. Um, yeah, so please do tune in for all of that. And uh, we will see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.